Let's say I want to go play in Poland. You're looking at three, 400 courts. You literally, it's the biggest volleyball tournament in the world. And we're also going to pay him a crap ton of money because it's America in terms of media and sports media. Top, a lot of the time, you're going to have to kind of bite the bullet. Yeah, so I actually put myself at a handicap. Dogs, got to be a dog out here. It's like Ishikawa, Yaw, Ahat. How am I missing? Takahashi, what am I doing? Sorry. It is not easy, like, whatsoever. Other thing also for listeners out there, as, as a foreigner, it's huge. I want to play, okay, I want to go to a top top league here, top league, you know, et cetera, et cetera, from the beginning. I'm with uh, Gage Worsley at the Volley Coach Podcast. He's not only a professional volleyball player, but also part of a volleyball project out of system. But first of all, I would like to speak about your uh, about your story, about your uh, journey, how to become a professional volleyball player because you are playing overseas, you are from U.S. And uh, what would be your advice to the young players in the U.S. and how they can become also uh, professional players? Yeah, so the, the good thing about the United States is uh, is in terms of youth, youth um, volleyball, it's really, really, really big. And it's only growing. So there's becoming more and more opportunities. Um, the con side of it is that it's the professional league is all the way across the country. So, um, as well as kids their age are also on pro volleyball teams as well, kind of learning. I've had teammates that are that have been that are like 17 and I was like 22, right? And I'm like, when I was 17, I was playing against kids my age and these guys are playing against pros. Um, so with that knowledge, kind of I'll rewind back here. Uh, the biggest thing um, I know a lot of scouts and agents are looking for so what happens? Sorry, my bad. I'll, I'll restart again. So what happens is, for me personally, um, I was lucky enough to play on really good club volleyball teams, and I was playing up two ages, and there was a lot of eyes on me. So I had all the top colleges looking at me. Very fortunate for that, and I chose to go to Hawaii with my brother. Hawaii is now is a top program. When I first went there, it wasn't always number one, um, but now it is is like top two, top one consistently uh, throughout the year, and. What the scouts look for a lot of time for so a lot of people don't realize that one European clubs and overseas clubs are watching you at all times. Like, and, and if you're on a big team, they're watching you at all times. Two, um, they don't really get how the whole um, agent thing works. Unfortunately, the the for, unfortunate part for a lot of Americans is agent wise, they're only going to be looking at the top players in the top teams. Maybe maybe a diamond or rough, maybe somewhere in between there. Um, but in order to get an agent, in order to get those connections, um, like a lot of people want to play, okay, I want to go to a top top league here, top league, you know, et cetera, et cetera, from the beginning. It doesn't really work like that um, unless you are one of those top, top players in, in a, usually a point scoring position. And then the agent contacts you after your season, legally, of course. And then if you have a couple agents contact you, you kind of decide who you want to go with. And then they kind of maybe offer you contracts um, for that first year. And then, yeah, and then year to year, I mean, you can even change your agent um, after two, three, four years, and then you can just choose another one if that one's not working. I know my brother did uh, in that situation, but um, the biggest thing also is I've also had a guy on my team from America, from Chicago, and he went to a Division three school, so it's very, very small school um, in America. He had no agent his first year, and basically, what and basically what he did is he DM the uh, the to start, I'm pretty sure he just started DMing, or he got a message from Team Estonia, and he just DM'd a bunch of a bunch of clubs out there. And I've heard people do this, and if I'm being honest with you, a lot of the time you're gonna have to kind of bite the bullet in that first year because you don't always get a great opportunity. I play, I was 
very successful in my college career. And I had to start in Bulgaria. No offense to Bulgaria, not the best league in the world though. You know, and then you got to work your way up. And that's kind of how the process works is each year you work again and again and again, higher and higher, and hopefully making uh, upwards moves. Now, you can still play for a lower league as well. And what's your priority? Is your priority to move up in leagues or is your priority maybe to make a bunch of money? Usually when you're moving up in leagues, you make more money. But some people go play, like said, Eastern Europe, make good money in there. And they're like, although I'm not moving in leagues, I'm making good money. So the biggest thing is, all are you playing? What's your priority? A lot of time in the United States, um, because when they come over a lot of time, what people don't realize is it's not easy. It's really, really not easy. You're away from your friends, you're away from family. It's a different culture. You got to, and volleyball will be very, very hard. It's very hard when you go overseas. It doesn't matter what league you're in. Your first year is always going to be really, really hard. It's going to be a huge learning curve. Um, and I think that a lot of Americans don't realize that. And they kind of go in, and then from being honest, Americans don't have a great um, sense of what's going around outside of America. Uh, so when they come over here, also it's like, boom, you hit by a train. It happened to me. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a California kid. I went to Hawaii. Next thing I know, I go out all of a sudden, I'm trying to go to practice. And all of a sudden, the staircase, as you're blasting horns, and I'm like, what is going on? And there's this giant at the bottom of my staircase, out of all places, there's this giant parade for someone who just got married. And they're just blasting. I think, and I have so many stories of that, right? Of this huge cultural shift. That's the biggest thing. Right? I think that I don't think that people are ready for that. And I don't know how you can really prepare that, but just realize that first year, especially, is going to be really, really tough. So maybe you're not in a great position. Maybe the first two years aren't great. And then you kind of work your way up. You know, you can go to some cool places. Um, I know I was kind of all over the place in my answer right there. I just had a lot of thoughts. So basically, there's two routes to do it, or there's multiple routes, but there's two main routes. Either one, you're going to be one of the main players, and that's how agents top team is going to find you or you're an unknown player and you got to take you got to really suck it up and just find any which way you can go to pro in the smaller leagues dm contact it does not matter um and then whatever you also get paid you get paid and like i said a lot of these guys a lot of the guys that your age like okay let's say i was 22 my first year of professional volleyball a lot of players have been pro for four or five years when they go over there so i was like God, like, it was crazy to me, you know? Um, like I said, I w- but I wouldn't trade my college experience for anything. So the, 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 there there are um, good and bad to both sides. But I know, like I said, that was a long-winded kind of all-over-the-place answer. But it is different for Americans, I think. It's not it's not, it's not as much, oh, you grow in this hometown, you kind of you work up in the youth teams, you know? That's how I know Europeans are. Um, and But, yeah, but that's pretty much for the United States player. Um, what to kind of look out for, what you kind of want, and then also the routes you can take. And uh, I know how is it to the life of the professional player here in Europe because I was also a professional player, and my first uh, season was in Belgium, so it's not so uh, big difference. Uh, Czech Republic, Belgium is uh, similar, only the language was a problem. And uh, do you think that also the position takes a role, big role in your like um, chance to become a professional volleyball player because you are uh, liberal and uh, you know I know most of the teams they always want the spiker who will cost less money but will make uh, 30 points every every game and for liberal it's not easy or it was not easy what I remember do you think that this is the same true? Oh yeah, it's cut. I, I'll go by position, but libero man, it is cutthroat out here. It is not easy like whatsoever. So usually how it works, I know Jerry, you know this, but this is more for the listeners here, is you have a good year, again, you work your way up higher and higher and higher and higher, right? Um, Libero's not like that. Let's say you're an outside hitter. Let's say you're an opposite, right, usually. 
you can go have a great year and odd, and they can see the points, see the scoring. You know what I'm saying? It's very black and white to also see how well you're doing. And they're also going to be looking for that. So then what happens is, say, this guy's good. We're going to bring him up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we're also going to pay him a crap ton of money because he scores points, which it should be. Liberos don't have that much influence on the game. I think, Jerry, I, know, I don't want, I want to hear your opinion on this. I know it goes usually outsides and opposites. Maybe opposite gets the most money. Then could be setter and then middles and then all the time liberos. There's a few outliers in there, but would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, I think it's uh, similar that uh, it was always like this, that uh, the clubs are searching mostly for the points, you know, and the points yeah. points makers are outside hitters, opposites, and also many teams need setters because uh, we don't have uh, good uh, enough setters in the world, I think, of volleyball, and also yeah. good setter can earn a, a significant uh, good money in uh, in professional volleyball. And, and one thing I, as as a foreigner, is huge. If you are, excuse me, if, so let's take Poland, for example. Poland has X amount of maybe three or four, I think three, four, three or four allowed um, foreigners on the court. There's a foreigner rule that changes in between each different league, which is yeah. very detrimental to foreigners. Americans, because we're a foreigner everywhere, so we're, <laughs> we're just down, we're sloped everywhere. Um, so what happens is, okay, let's say uh, I'm a libero, right? I'm the least scoring point. Let's say I want to go play in Poland. Okay, they're like, okay, we can get this guy, but now he's playing well. He's a good, he's a good libero, but we don't really value liberos as much. But so what's going to happen is they're going to be like, we can take him, or actually, no, we're not going to take him. We're going to take a local guy. That way, we can get a foreigner as a hitter. So if a team chooses you as a as one of their foreigners, <laughs> the two things happening: one, they couldn't use, can't get a forward uh, spiker, a really good one, and like, ah, we'll just settle with this guy. Or two, they really like. But either way, as a libero, this, I'm talking personal experience. That's why, if you get an opportunity, take it. So, for if you can, you can be the top of your game, playing amazing, 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 and and you could be the next. If you make it one G, one jump up, you be the bottom team of the net because you got to take whatever you can get. Um, so I know for me, for example, for me, I prioritize the career, seeing how far I can go. I know some, for example, some liberos. Will prioritize the money. Maybe again, they go to Eastern Europe or something like that. Maybe uh, and and then there's also other leagues as well around uh, in Western Europe as well. Um, so it's really it's interesting. So just know that if you're a libero, if you're maybe in the middle or other positions where you're not super point scoring, the path is not as linear as it is for um, those point scoring positions. Uh, and you gotta just take what you can get, man. It's cutthroat out here. But dogs got to be a dog out here, as they say. <laughs> and uh, what is your like? Uh, do you have some personal goal to how? What do you want to achieve uh, as a as a liberal? Because uh, for example, I know that Alex uh, Shoji is playing in uh, Kajerjin, you know, in a famous uh, Polish team, as you mentioned, the Polish league. And uh, there were also uh, American spikers. I don't remember liberal playing in uh, it- Italian Serie A one. And uh, do you have some kind of a goal, a dream, where you want to play? If you want to play in the U.S. Uh, national team or you want to win Olympics? Uh, do you have some big goals like this one? Yeah, so I actually put myself at a handicap. Um, and what I mean by that, about two, three years ago, I kind of said I was fortunate enough um, to have maybe a good season they saw, and they're like, we're going to invite him in the national team for the VNL roster. I had turned it down, um, and I and I kind of turned it down um, because, and out of system, our brand um, we have a huge, our summer is our most important time. 
and I realized I kind of mapped it out in terms of okay, Eric is their their guy for a very long time, and you know, I imagine I'll go for like five, six, four years, right? And it's like okay, I'm like what 33, 32, and I put aside my business that I've been trying to run and that can provide and I can enjoy forever. And then what 32, 33 comes around, I maybe got to my goal that I wanted to get to, and then I I'm back I'm back in the business, you know. And I'm missing the crunch time of when we need to crack down in terms of content, in terms of, as I said, five times business. Um, so I, that's so why I said no. And other thing also for listeners out there, um, if you're an American, if you're anything, the clubs pay very close attention to that. You can be, you can be, one player can be better, better than the other, but you need a national team for that team or whatever. And all of a sudden that raises his, you know, stock. So as a libero, is already a handicap. As Libero, who's not on the national team, an extreme handicap. Um, so with that being said, I do have goals. I want to be realistic about them. I want, I, for me, I want to take it one step at a time. Um, I want to take it one step at a time. Obviously, there are such leagues. My brother's in France. That would be amazing to get to there eventually. Um, I want to say also that as Falgate Lunenberg, the club I'm at right now, great club, phenomenal club, always phenomenal people. Stefan Huber, who run, who is the head coach of this club, um, also GM as, as well, I believe. Phenomenal coach. So many great players have gone and be phenomenal players outside of um, SVLG, after SVLG. Um, so being here right now um, is amazing. It's a great opportunity for, again, a libero. Not very hard to get, uh, to, to, not very easy to get that uh, job. So I, I, I thank him for um, This is my second year here. But eventually, like I said, France, if I can get it to Poland, that would be amazing. I think, I think if I ended there, I'd be like, you know what? I'm okay with it. And I'm realistic with myself. Like I said, from a skill level, I think I can, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I can, I'm confident I can do this and I can, I can be here and I can be here. But Paul, not politics, but in terms of how the industry works, how the clubs work, I realize what they're looking for. And I realize that some of those criteria I don't meet, like the national team and whatnot. And so being a foreigner and being a foreign libero, um, you're at a tremendous, uh, you know, tremendous uh, disadvantage. And I think that, um, like I said, I'm realistic with myself, France, and then from the next step, I can end Poland or something like that. Because I know, because I know Italy right now, they're investing in their homegrown liberos and Italian liberos, like younger ones and whatnot. So that's not like, oh, you know, let's choose the guy that, you know, hits balls off his butt to go in here. You know, all of a sudden, like, unless they're trying to get more social media followers, then I don't know. So maybe then I get in, but I don't know about that. Um, but also just trying to get better every day. And don't you think that uh, your handicap, uh, exactly as you mentioned, uh, your project out of system can help you in this uh, in this matter? Because uh, you have, uh, I don't know how many thousand uh, fans and followers on uh, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and you are producing uh, great content. And maybe some cl some club can start uh, to think uh, with you not only about uh, your volleyball skill and level, but also about your you know promotional level that you can uh, uh, offer to the club. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. My concern though is, I mean, this is no offense, but I think a lot of the time you come from America, America in terms of media and sports media, top stuff. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if it's 15 year olds playing, they're covering it with 50, a bunch of videographers and it's being broadcast. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to sports media, maybe I'm biased. USA and the colleges and the universities, the resources these people have, is above all. And they realize this stuff. What I've experienced in Europe is, I think Asphalt Game, my club, realized it. They for sure realize it now. 
um, is the importance of that, the social media aspect. And I don't just want to be like, oh, a social media guy. I'm not a guru. Like, I just post stupid videos. Like, I, I fully aware. I don't take myself very seriously. But I also think I do bring a little buzz and I do bring a little um, attention. I don't know. The thing is, I don't know if the European clubs will understand that. I think maybe at the top clubs, like, for example, Nishida, you know, in those clubs. And uh, uh, not Nishida. Well, when he was in Italy, Ishikawa, Ahat. How am I missing? Takahashi, what am I doing? Sorry. Like, the Japanese players bring in crazy amounts of money. I don't think I could do that because I don't have an entire country following me. Hopefully, eventually, that'd be freaking sick. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to realize that and capitalize that, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I bring value to it. But in terms of negotiating with a team, let's say, like, for like if a lot of these are old school Euro- European or Italian coaches, they'll be like, I don't give a crap about social media. Like, you know, I want a guy who can do the job. So I think you're right in what you're saying, but I don't think that it's valued in this day and age. It's getting there, but right now. And I just do it for fun and for the business. And But in the, but as well, I'm, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if one of those coaches sees these videos and they're like, this guy is an absolute buffoon and we're not ever going to allow him anywhere near this volleyball facility. So I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. Okay. And uh, when you spoke about your out of system, I am following also your channels. And uh, what is your, like, uh, <laughs> where is your, where is your aim to go? Uh, I see that you are making some summer, summer events, summer camps. And uh, now you have time, of course, only in the summer because you are playing professional abroad. But uh, do you have also some visions where you want to go, where, what you want to achieve? Because, for example, I am doing this videos on uh, YouTube. I want to give advice to the players, to the coaches. I have also some online courses and this is like uh, what I like to do. And what is your, like, uh, I don't like to say to word call, but your dream or yeah. vision, the future. So a lot of the thing is um, in the summers, the past three summers, we've gone on what's called the Atchison tour. And the first tour, we literally got in a van and drove around the entire America for five weeks, hosting camps, clinics, and playing the biggest outdoor tournaments in the nation which are huge like like for example Walpaca in Wisconsin is oh crap I'm gonna butcher this uh like 10,000 teams I want to say you're looking at three four hundred courts you literally it's the biggest volleyball tournament in the world and I, I want to go there and I want to go there huh? you need to I'm telling you the, the tournaments in the United States you've never seen anything like it the youth tournaments in the United States you've never seen like imagine you walk into a gym and there's 150 to 200 courts whistling and playing at the same time With four teams on each one of those courts, it's like, man, you know, and really, like, what? And that's a normal Saturday Sunday for us. Um, and uh, and the outdoor tournaments. I mean, you're looking at thousands, thousands, and thousands of teams consistently in a lot of these tournaments and, and different forms of volleyball. Um, so anyway, so that's that's part of what we did. That's how kind of we started, and we started the podcast. We, we morphed into a lot more of it. So now we run a lot of camps and clinics. We want to kind of keep that going. Um, it's also good to reach to a lot of our younger audience. And, and luckily, maybe, like, for example, we're going to a lot bigger. Our, our court now is, it's going to last for over two months now, straight mm-hmm. of just touring. And um, it's so, it's a lot. And there's a lot of different stops. Um As well as we're getting we're getting more involved in the club volleyball, the youth club volleyball scene. That's one of a lot of our audience. And two, we're going to a lot of the biggest tournaments, shooting content for that. Um, and then there's the, my, if I'm being honest, my brother, uh, we're obviously we run the company. 
um, uh, or start of the company. Uh, he's more the business side of it. I'm more the content. So I can answer in the content side of things. You know, I'm going to keep posting a lot of funny videos, but like I said, also keep getting the youth more involved in club tournaments, kind of doing stuff like that. But like, like, for, Joe would have a better answer in terms of why he wants to take it. He'd give you, oh, we want to do more, uh, you know what combines are by chance? Um, so a combine, so for example, is let's say you have the top 10, and let's let's say we're in the Czech Republic. We're like, I have the top 10 youth athletes in okay. um, the Czech, and I want to get them all here. Let's say Shiri says, let's get them all here. We're going to host a combine. We're going to host uh, basically a, a, a test of their skills, but they're going to put them all in one location. That's mm-hmm. a combine. So we get all the players from around. There's stuff like that that we want to kind of do, and there's other stuff like, I don't know, just kind of kind of hype up more club volleyball. Like I said, this is very all over the place right now. There's more, there's a lot of structure to what we do, although it may not seem like it. Um, I think Joe's better at answering this question than I am because I'll just say I want to go. And also for me, I also want to do like, I want to travel around the world. This is me, maybe personal wise. Maybe this is where, because I'm also a loose cannon, you know what I'm saying? And and my brother realizes he needs to let me loose for a second to let, let me just go do some wild stuff in the volleyball scene. I'm not a wild person outside the volleyball scene. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have these crazy tournaments all over the world that I hear about. I'm like, I need to be a part of this. I need to go play in this tournament, and that's something for me personally. Wise, you know, you bring a camera, you bring me, get my boy with me, get my boys with me, maybe two or three, follow my brother, get get one or two camera videographers, you know, vlog the whole thing and whatnot, and just do some get into some wild situations in a country we don't even know where we're at. I mean, that's what that's where I. Can't wait for out of system in terms of that. So that's, um, they said all over the place answer. But uh, for me personally, from a selfish side, that's what I want to eventually deal with it. But there's more to it. There's way more. Obviously, you need a business to sustain stuff. Um, and that's where my, that's where CEO Joe, as I call him, comes into play. Perfect. I think that uh, we could speak another one hour, two hour, five hour, 10 hours about videos, about YouTube, about social uh, platforms. But I would like to, or my goal is to make this uh, uh, Coach podcast uh, shorter so that I keep the listeners and uh, viewers uh, engaged. And I would like to thank you for your time and I wish you good luck in your volleyball career and also in your project. And I think that we will see each other more often in the future around volleyball. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Again, I can't wait to that next volleyball video. Can you play volleyball if you are dot, dot, dot. So I'll be watching, I'll be liking, I'll be reposting. Nothing but love, and I'm glad we could do this. And uh, would love that. Would love to, if you ever want to have me on again. I'd love to be on. Um, and uh, thank you again.